This is the Iyer What Now podcast, in which Mary Thompson and Jerry Thompson explore Ayurvedic principles and make them easy to understand so that you can benefit from this amazing health science. We're glad you're here. Hi, I'm Mary Thompson. I'm here with my brother, Jerry Thompson, and we are Iyer What Now? And hi, Jerry. Good to see you again. Hi, Mary. It's great to be in touch again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it certainly is. I thought it'd be a fun thing today if we talked about um, what I'm going to call Ayurveda daily routines. Okay. And this is a this is kind of a place that I think becomes a stopping place for a lot of mainstream people when they learn about Ayurveda because some of it, it's like, I can't do all this stuff. There's all these mm-hmm. things. And I'm here to tell everybody that, you know, do what you want, do what, you, do what you're comfortable <laughs> with. Okay. And I'll tell you what the principle is behind these Ayurveda daily routines. And then you can say, oh, maybe I could do it this way or I could do it that way and not mm-hmm. be so rigid around it. Yeah, tailor it to my own um, desires or, or needs. Yeah. Right, exactly. Or your own capabilities or mm-hmm. your lifestyle. I had, um, right. I was recently doing a conversation out at the yoga farm, which is a, a place near me up here in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Someone came up and they were saying, could I do this part of the routine at night instead of in the morning? It was like, yeah, <laughs> there's, no, <laughs> there's no daily routine where Ayurveda police that's going to come knocking mm-hmm. on your door saying you got to do this part in the morning, not at night. Um, mm-hmm. And so the daily routines involve doing some way to take care of yourself in the morning before you go out in the world. Mm-hmm. And then checking in in the afternoon and saying, Oh, do I need to rest because I've been so busy? Or do I need to be active because I've not been moving a whole lot? Like you check in in the afternoon and you try to balance out what you've been doing earlier in the day. And then doing some things at night before you go to bed so that you can fall asleep and stay asleep and kind of really the whole thing's about de stress. Oh, okay. The whole thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because if we wake up in the morning, well, I hope we're waking up in the morning. <laughs> say, say when we wake up in the morning, if mm-hmm. we're feeling stressed, then we probably slept all night with that stress in our bodies. We probably didn't sleep really deeply or fully or well. Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen is I know if, with me, when I'm under that kind of stress, I'm immediately projecting into the day how stressful my day is going to be. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen today that, and I'm, I'm not thinking about self-care or reducing my stress at all. I'm only thinking about my problems, my problems, my problems. Yeah. Yeah. And so even though the stressful part of my day might not happen till the afternoon, mm-hmm. I put myself in that stressful mode, that fight or flight response first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, so I guess, so the first thing we do is we say, take that morning time, say for an hour or so after you wake up. And dedicate it to taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Ayurveda really looks at this as, what can I do to be as ready to face the day as I can be? Now, we, uh, we in Ayurveda look at it as, well, the first thing we do is we take care of the five senses, you know, take care of the eyes, the ears, the nose whatever we've got, because that's what we're going to go out in the world and experience life with. So you mm-hmm. probably you probably already mm-hmm. have a routine in the morning of taking care of your mouth, mm-hmm. right? Brush right. the teeth, floss the teeth. So Ayurveda just takes it a step further or four steps further. 
senses. Okay. <laughs> the other senses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So what can I do? And for some, it's really simple. So let me, I'll take you through what my morning routine is, and then we'll talk about how people might accommodate it or uh, adapt it to their okay. lives. So I'll wake up. And the first thing I'm going to do as far as the routines go is I'm going to splash water in my eyes. That's okay. it. Eyes are taken care of. <laughs> Then now you say, wait, wait, you splash water in your eyes. You mean with your eyes closed or open? Well, really pretty much with my eyes closed, but it's it's like yeah. some people will actually take some cold water and put a, their hands up and blink into that, which you can do, do a little eye washing. I am not a person who has a lot of goop in my eyes in the morning. If I was, okay. I'd probably do more of an eye wash. Mm-hmm. And so this is what I find it for. It really just kind of wakes me up because mm-hmm. all sure. these verbs out here and it's like, oh, I got cold water on my face. And so it just kind of starts that day waking me up. And then I do a practice that Ayurveda refers to as Abhyanga, which is a daily oil massage. It's a self-massage done with um, a small amount of oil. I think I probably use half an ounce to an ounce of oil a day. Mm. Now, and, now, when you say oil, mm-hmm. uh, what do you mean? It's uh, olive oil and uh, W40? <laughs> 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 it's a 30 weight motor oil <laughs> do you have special oils that you use i use sesame oil and you can oh, get these okay. oils like you would get from the grocery store food yeah. grade food grade oils mm-hmm. one of the things that's really important to remember is i don't want to put anything on my skin that i wouldn't put in my mouth because, okay. because everything that goes in through the mouth through the skin through the lungs is going to go through the liver and so if, if I'm putting something on my skin, that's got a lot of chemicals in it, the yeah. liver's going to have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. And so keeping it as pure as possible, but you mentioned olive oil. I've used olive oil in the past. Mm-hmm. Olive oil is a cooling oil. It doesn't have the heat that sesame oil does. So it's nice for oh. people who run hot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also so affordable and accessible. <laughs> you can find yeah. it everywhere. Sesame yeah. oil might be a little bit. Oh, and I'm not doing mm-hmm. toasted sesame. I had some oh. some time that I said sesame oil and they got toasted sesame oil and they said all day long, I just wanted a, a chicken salad for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I Now I, I got to admit, I thought that's all there is. is toasted oh, yes. Sesame oil. It, no, there's cold pressed, cold pressed sesame oil. It's I'll a, keep, it keeps my eye out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, like you'll find it. I'm trying to think if my grocery store carries it My because I'll go to the health food store. They'll have it for sure. Yeah. And then coconut oil is really cooling and light. And that could be another oil mm-hmm. that somebody uses if they're too hot. You could blend oils together. Yeah. Now, when I saw coconut oil, it was more like um, like lard. Mm-hmm. Is that the same thing you're talking about? Yeah. It, it is. It, the it's same very thing. thick. It's, it's thick at... Um, Oh, I'm going to say it's 70 degrees. It's still mm-hmm. pretty solid. But if you went to 80, it becomes a liquid. It's oh, like okay. it melts at a really low temperature. Mm-hmm. And pretty much any oil that you feel okay with eating is one you could put on your skin. Sure. Um, and you're doing small amounts. You're not doing, you're not bathing in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, and of course, because I've been practicing Ayurveda a long time, I do some things that I wouldn't ask mainstream people to do because I'll look and say, oh, it's springtime. I'm going to change my oil up to uh, one that's hotter and a little bit lighter. And I mm. buy I buy a pre-made oil. Or I think in the summertime when it's really hot out, I can switch to coconut oil. In mm. the fall and winter where it's cool, I do the sesame oil. Now, mm. traditionally, sesame oil was the one that was used. But mm-hmm. you can adapt to whatever you've got on hand or whatever you are comfortable with. 
And then this is just a, just what you'd imagine as I'm standing there and I'm putting, I use oil on my face and I'll put the oil there and then I'll massage down my body. And there's um, lots of instructions. If you look online for Abhyanga, A-B-H-Y-A-N-G-A, or Ayurvedic body massage, you'll find lots of instructions for how to do an, uh, an Abhyanga. I don't, I don't want to go through the whole instruction, make it sound like too much like a class. I think I do that too much. Okay. <laughs> how about this, though, just in general? You put like a uh, quarter of a teaspoon on your hands and rub it in and, and this stuff. I mean, it's not like I'm uh, uh, soaking my hands in it and I'm coming out shiny. No, no. Actually, that's and you're absolutely right. So what I use is a little pump bottle. And so I mm. think it's probably between a quarter and a half teaspoon mm-hmm. and I'll rub my hands together and then I'll massage that into my face pump another couple of pumps and do my shoulders and arms, Mm a couple Mm -hmm. of pumps, do my torso, a couple of pumps, do my legs. Yeah. See, see, I'm, although I might consider this, but I have an issue uh, uh, of having producing oil already. Mm -hmm. A lot of times my face is oily and Mm -hmm. I'm trying to wash that off, but would I then want to replace it with uh, sesame oil or is it maybe not the best thing for me? You know, sesame oil or castor oil. Now, castor oil is a weird oil because it's so sticky. Like you put it on your hand, it seems like it's really sticky. But when it warms up, it's like motor oil. It becomes super slick. It's great because it actually removes impurities. Now, afterward, you're going to be wiping this off or I might use um, a warm washcloth that's Mm -hmm. water in it to wipe this off. So it's not going to leave a lot of oil on your face. But it does help to kind of, it should help balance oils more so than causing any problem. Hmm. Okay. It feels cool because it actually clears pores and things. So it doesn't um, block pores in the way some other oils might. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so. Well, that, mm-hmm. That's probably the one I've used. Yeah. And so, and just on your face, probably, probably not on the whole mm-hmm. body, but you can sometimes, again, I get really, I guess I get kind of bored and I start trying to create things. So sometimes I'll mix castor oil in with my sesame oil. Mm. castor oil is great if like you've got joint pain and inflammation Mm -hmm. then i'll massage that into the area now it's not going to go all the way into the joint well ayurveda thinks it is it's going to absorb in and Mm. it's the only one that has that anti-inflammatory property Mm. or it has the best anti-inflammatory property Mm -hmm. so i might take let's say four or five minutes doing the whole body oh wow massage Mm -hmm. You know, I've never timed it, but it doesn't take an incredible amount of time. And then if you like, you can put oil on the hands and even massage it into the scalp. It can be really nice. If you want to take of <laughs> time, you could sit down and massage the feet with it and do the whole bit. I have to confess, the soles of my feet don't get much love. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you walk all over them. I walk all over <laughs> and I and I don't stop and massage them. And as I say it out loud, I'm thinking, oh, I really should do that. And so, mm-hmm. but so you can take as much time with this as you want. And mm-hmm. the purpose of this massage has, it has so many benefits, but one is it's a lymphatic massage. So while you're mm-hmm. doing it, pressing a little bit, and that's going to support the movement of lymph, which supports your immune system. Mm-hmm. It also pacifies, we've got all these nerve endings in the skin, all these receptors about pressure and pain and temperature. And for people who have a lot of vata, these are often a little bit hypersensitive. You know, they're sensitive to touch, they're sensitive to sensations around them. And so I think of the Abhyanga like putting a blanket around that. It helps to soothe the the nervous system. 
Mm. This was the thing the woman asked me, can I do that at night instead of in the morning? Because she worked a lot gardening and stuff. She goes, I shower at night. I don't shower in the morning. Can I do it then? It was like, sure, you know, do it yeah. when time of day that it's going to work. If that's the time when you got time for it, then mm -hmm. she's already prepped. It's probably going to help her sleep better because she's already pacified the nervous system before getting into bed. Mm. So as my morning goes, I've washed my eyes. I did the Abhyanga. And while I was doing the Abhyanga, I put a drop or two of oil in my ears. Hmm. And then I just massage like the, I pull on my earlobes a little bit, massage up behind it. And this helps to soften and remove any earwax, which is hmm. great. So that's all I've done. Now I've taken care of three senses already, right? I took care of my vision. The ears. And I, and yeah. Yeah. And then now I'm standing there and I'm all oily and I'm going to give that oil a little bit of time to soak in. So I turn my attention to the mouth and Ayurveda recommends doing tongue scraping, which is done with a tongue scraper, which looks like an upside down U and it's a, a metal thing. You'll find it everywhere now. Like if you look in a drugstore by the toothbrushes and stuff, they'll have some tongue scrapers. Hmm. Dr. Tongues is a brand that's pretty popular. It's got a metal loop with some plastic handles and at one time I started collecting these to show off in class, all the different ones you could have. The best tongue scraper is the one you'll use, you know? Yeah. Um, for the longest time, I just used a piece of dental floss. Before I flossed my teeth, I'd take the first six inches and run it down the surface of my tongue to remove any tongue coating that's there. Mm -hmm. This um, usually is just debris that your body has stored because the tongue's got a really porous surface. And so by pulling it off, you're clearing away taste bud receptors. So hmm. they look at it as a way to strengthen digestion because now you'll be able to taste food better. You know, that's probably something I need because I know Anne's um, has a much more uh, sensitive taste. Sensitive is not the right word, but much more acute. She, she, mm -hmm. can, she can tell the difference between Pepsi and Coke. <laughs> but yeah, her, her sense of uh, taste is much uh, more acute than mine. Yeah, and, uh, and so probably that would help my, my improve my enjoyment of food. Yeah, and it it also like the the taste receptors there are responsible for telling the brain what you've been eating and how to digest it. And if you don't mm -hmm. taste it so well, your body's there going, "Was this Coke? Was it Pepsi? I, I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so I'll scrape my tongue and then floss. And then mm -hmm. my dentist threw in a, another thing that I do now, which is it's a little plastic, it's a little pick with a rubber tip to get in between yeah. the teeth. Yeah. And so I'll even dip that into an oil called neem, N-E-E-M. -E mm -hmm. But neem oil is great for the gums and mm -hmm. it helps to alleviate um, any kind of infection that's settling in there. So I do that. Not everybody does that. It's not something every Ayurvedic person does. It was just something I decided to do when they introduced me to one more thing to do in my mouth. <laughs> uh, now, now, what's the purpose of the neem? Me? The neem is, um, neem, neem. It is an, it's like an herbal antibacterial. Okay. And it's specific to the destruction of the bacteria we get in the gums that leads to abscesses and things like that. Sure. So one time I had an abscess and so I would take floss and just um, put neem oil on the floss and then get it up in that area. Mm -hmm. and I didn't have to have anything done to it. I didn't have to have. Sweet. Yeah. So I'm, so I'm a big neem fan, fan, fan. So I'm a big neem fan. And I think it just does such wonders for gums. 
I had been told when I was much, much younger that I would lose all my teeth by 50 because my roots are so short. So hmm. I, so now that I'm in my sixties, I think, well, I, I, I want to keep these, these, I still have all the originals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like, um, you know, I think we could do it. So that's, so I throw the name in there too. So I'm doing a lot of stuff in the mouth and then brushing my teeth. Hmm. Um, some people, I am not one of these people, but some people like to do something called oil pulling, which is where they swish oil around in the mouth and then spit it hmm. out. Hmm. Um, and if anybody's interested, you can go to oilpulling.com and there's, they give thousands of reasons why you should do it. It's just never been one of the things I put into my routine. And so I mentioned it just in case anybody's interested, because you can uh, you can adapt things. You can say, oh, I want to do this, but not that. You can certainly mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. Oh, I forgot to mention with the Abiyanga, I, I mentioned this to clients a lot, is I'll say, you know, I teach them how to make a salt scrub with some oil and salt, like you might mm. buy at a store, and mm. then have that in the shower for a morning when you don't have any time for Abiyanga, but you're going to get in the shower you can do the salt scrub in the same way that you would do the abiyanga. Take a couple minutes in the shower to do it. And it leaves a really fine layer of oil on the skin. Mm. So you get all the benefits without the time. Mm. And you exfoliate and your skin feels lovely, silky smooth. <laughs> and then the last thing I do is something that, Jerry, I just got you to do, which, yeah. is, which is neti. And this is yes. where it's called nasal lavage. Um mm -hmm. And I think Dr. Oz kept calling it a nasal douche. And it was like, no, I'm never going to follow that. Out too late. <laughs> I'm just yes, telling you what Dr. Oz said. I wouldn't say it. <laughs> it's rinsing out the nasal passages right, right. with um, salt water. Mm -hmm. And there's lots of, if you look for a neti pot, it's N-E-T-I. You'll mm -hmm. find lots of devices. I found the Neomed kit to be the easiest to for people who've never done it before. Yeah. Hey, I, you know, and like Mary had said, I, I've started doing that. And I was impressed with how much you got for like $9. I, I got the uh, the applicator and, and and the whole, and of course, an instruction booklet, but about 50 little packets of the, uh, um, the combination of salt and baking soda. But it's a little packet you mix with the water. So it's, uh, I guess, so it's, it's, it's not irritative. Uh, um, and it... Um, but I, geez, it was just eight dollars. I, I, I thought that was a really good value. And of course, I guess the idea is that you can buy packets of two hundred. Which, if you're doing it, say once a day, that's going to be three fourths of a year, for like ten dollars. Mm -hmm. it, it was very, uh, um, very reasonable and uh, pretty easy to do. And it, and it certainly helped clear out my uh, sinuses. As a matter of fact, I, I need to do it today because <laughs> I haven't done it yet this morning. <laughs> yeah. No, I've had some people like I'm one of those people. I love this and I do it every day. And then mm -hmm. other people who say maybe they'll do it in the springtime when they've got a lot of sinus congestion, but they don't like it so much the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. Some people want to do it in the in the wintertime when they feel like the sinuses are really dry. Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. like really just adapting it to what mm -hmm. people want to do. Um, it was one of those things when Michael had his he had surgery for a deviated septum mm -hmm. and the the doctor was telling him, no, I want you doing this every day. And it was like after after he had recovered for a few weeks, he had introduced it. And he said, mm -hmm. you know, just using it. That was my first introduction to the Neomed kit. And I thought that mm -hmm. was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, but there's all kinds of really beautiful neti pots. I also have like a plastic thing I travel with that's a neti. 
And then Jerry mentioned the packets. Those packets of salt are great for me when I'm traveling. And then when I'm at home, I just mix up salt and baking soda, mm. do it myself. So you've mm. got, you know, you can certainly work with that. Now, I did, I do know I've had a few people in the past who had um, times in their life when they were in like near drownings. And mm. for them, they cannot, and it's, they just, they have tried to do netty and they get triggered into a post-traumatic mm-hmm. stress kind of thing. So it's okay. like, mm-hmm. you know, so there's that. Um, the yeah. other thing, mm-hmm. netty should it did never... bring me, it, it did bring me right back to, uh, uh, as a child, taking a swim lesson, you know, cause you, you're not used to getting water in your sinuses. Ah, yeah, yeah, it, it was, it was a fond memory too. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't trigger a, a PTSD reaction. No, no. It was just, Oh yeah, this is what uh, it took me back to my childhood. And, Mm-hmm. That's funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you know, it's one of those practices that you can do and not, you don't have to do. And with all of these, what you're, what Ayurveda is just trying to go for is how can I make sure that I'm ready, that all my mm-hmm. senses are ready for this, this coming day. Mm-hmm. And so taking a moment and it could just be taking an assessment in the morning and saying, how am I doing? You know, how's my mm-hmm. body feeling? Is today a day when I need to take it easy? Is today a day when I need to kind of get moving? Do I feel mm-hmm. sluggish, lethargic, and I'll do better off with activity? Kind mm-hmm. of thing. So the morning routines really set the stage for that. Now, after that, and I'm I'm nowhere near perfect with this next part. I think I'm, I, I shouldn't say I'm not approaching perfection with the first part because there's still mornings when I get up and I don't want to do it. And <laughs> I try to find some way to shortcut um, but then there is, after that, doing some exercise. Maybe it's stretching. Maybe it's mm-hmm. going for a walk, doing something where you're kind of drawing energy into the body. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to your breath. How's your breathing? A couple of deep breaths. And then if you if you like to meditate and you're a meditator, Ayurveda would bring in some meditation at that point. Uh, for my clients that don't meditate, I've kind of just said, you know, just taking stock of what's coming up today. Being, we've talked about mindfulness a lot. Yes. And so kind of looking forward at the day and saying, how can I approach this day really mindfully? What am I going to do today? Um, are there any problems that I have coming up in the day, kind of stress situations? And then talking about stress, and we'll, we'll probably do a whole one on stress if I haven't yet. But okay. it's, But I look mm-hmm. at stress and I think, how can I, what I call bookended, what can mm-hmm. I do before that thing comes up that's stressing me out? so that I am really ready. And then what can I do after? So like, what can I do before? Have I eaten? Maybe I need to eat before. So I'm not like adding hypoglycemia on top of stress. Mm -hmm. Do I need to get all my ducks in a row? Do I need to go into this situation prepared in some way? What can I do to make that happen? Then I have to trust I made my, I'm ready and I can deal with this stress. Then after the stress, what can I do after to recover? And that could be, maybe I've set up a time that I can talk to a friend. You know, mm-hmm. if I know I have something going on at work. I got to talk to my boss and it's going to be, it's going to make me mad. Maybe I arrange it after it. I can go for a walk. I can get out of the building. I can go, mm-hmm. maybe I can eat something. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. You know, so it's like looking at if I start the morning really mindful, my stresses are going to look more manageable. I'm going to find mm-hmm better way to tolerate that so so that was kind of the morning and then we go through and we do our day we're doing whatever we're doing we're living Mm -hmm. yeah right 
And then the afternoon happens and we take just a short time to check check in. Mm -hmm. How am I doing? Have I been sitting down most of the day? I do a lot of work on the computer. And so maybe I've been sitting down most of the day. Then I better get out and move around, you know, right. get out in the sunshine and get walking, get going to get that energy moving in the body. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I spent my whole day running around. <laughs> I've been so <laughs> active going here, there and everywhere. So I need to yes. have some downtime. Mm -hmm. Right. Just to sort of uh, uh, get centered, maybe a little bit of meditation or just to relax. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Possibly even a nap. <laughs> Possibly even a nap. I'm a big napper. <laughs> Me too. So it's like seeing what does the body need and, and meeting mm -hmm. that need. Mm -hmm. And then the, I think the hardest part, and I've said this before, I mean, it can be simple, but not easy. The hardest part is if I've been doing nothing to go for the walk and not take the nap. Mm -hmm. If I've been really active to take the rest and not keep going, muscle through it, you know, it's mm -hmm. kind of like balance, creating that balance for what the body needs. Mm -hmm. And then we go on, we have our evening, you know, we go on, we what we're going to do. And then like an hour before bed, start doing things that are going to de-stress, put mm. me in a position to be ready for sleep. Mm. So that might be turning off electronics. It could be not picking up the, the mystery novel that's going to keep me awake till two in the morning. Um, if you're pitta dosha, it's kind of like stop working. Mm. Oh, just one more email before I go to bed. Just one more thing I have mm. to get done today. Right. Like right. focusing on social. This mm -hmm. is a time of day that we look at as being really centered around kafadosha. So it's about relationship. So spending time with our partners, time with our family, a um, little bit of time with ourselves and trying to see what can I do for myself to bring me to at bedtime being as done with today as possible. Oh, something else Pitta Nature likes to do usually is to make a list for the next day. <laughs> like Vatas are always surprised. Oh, what am I supposed to do today? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But Pittas like to have that list and then they just have to make the agreement that if it's on the list, I'll deal with it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So um, that way kind of seeing that when I go into bed, I can be done. Otherwise, okay. mine's going to swirl around what I've got mm. to do still. Yeah. And if people are interested in journaling, journaling, grand, it with journaling, gratitude journaling is really popular and helps to mm. put the mind into a, a calm state. When you think about mm. all those things that happened today that are great, because mm -hmm. yeah. we tend to nice. on the bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And research is showing that it's, it actually helps people sleep better and wake up mm. with lower stress because they've mm. already, they're looking around for things to be grateful for. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's a good idea. So that's kind of a look at Ayurveda daily routines. And the big part is that mindfulness coming into what do, what do I need? Mm -hmm. What do I need okay. to get going? And then what do I need at night to kind of settle back mm -hmm. down? Good. And, and looking at all five senses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And that's it. So any questions or comments, Jerry, any things like that you would, that you would look at that and say, well, how is somebody supposed to do that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, there's some things that I, I uh, would probably stick with and, and, and try out some that I'm maybe a little bit uh, hesitant. I don't think I would be big on um, the massage with oil part, mm -hmm. but I certainly would like to get in with the uh, cleaning my tongue and the, uh, the nasal uh, uh, um, neti pot. Uh, mm -hmm. thing um and and uh that i think i do now that sort of 
uh, balancing if I'm getting very active, trying to take some space to uh, uh, reflect and see what's going on. And I really like the idea of um, looking back and seeing what, what went right today, what's, what was really good. And, and then if there's things that I'm stressed about, say, well, that's something I'll deal with tomorrow. That, that sounds like basically what you were talking about. Yeah, that's it exactly. And it's great too, mm-hmm. because what, you, what I heard you do was to pick the things that worked for you. Yeah. And that's, that's I think, 100% of what we need people to do is to say, mm-hmm. how can I bring more of Ayurveda into my life as opposed to trying to make my life look more Ayurvedic? You know, it's like, yeah. I don't have to do everything. And mm-hmm. I can incorporate things like one at a time, bring them in if it, if it, see how it feels. And then um, as it becomes habit, you can bring in something else. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. Well, thanks so much, Jerry. It's really been fun mm-hmm. talking about this with you today. This is Mary mm-hmm. Thompson and Jerry Thompson with I Your What Now, wishing you good health. Bye now. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash iyourwhatnow. You can always find us for free wherever you find your podcasts. And remember to subscribe so you'll have access to the latest episodes. We're glad you're here.